welcome, 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 And welcome to the Heathen Machine Chronicles. I'm your host, the Heathen Machine. So here we are, the first official episode of the Heathen Machine Chronicles. If you happen to catch last week's episode, episode zero, one, I appreciate that. Two, it was nothing, you didn't miss anything. Just a brief overview of the things I'd be covering on this podcast. And there was plenty of stuff I, I didn't even put in there. So... The journey of this whole podcast will be to be relating my experiences through this life and and, and why I mo you know I have the motivation that I have, uh, why you know why why do I tick the way I do, um, what propels me, what drives me, what are some of my fears, my failures, and here is where I will be discussing that. I am pleased to have you all here with me taking part in this experience of uh, podcasting and listening to someone you don't even know talking, but it's pretty cool. You, you learn a lot about not just yourself, but other people, especially since I've had a, a really uh, positive response to all of this. So to kick off episode one, I've been thinking about the quote from, I think it was a Chinese philosopher named Lao Tzu. I, I could be wrong, but the quote is, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step or something along those lines. So I thought it'd be appropriate to kind of rewind back in time and share with you uh, a pretty pivotal uh, moment in my life. Um, that, you know, I've had a profound impact for where I'd be going in the future. But before I go on, I want to discuss Joseph Campbell and talk about why he's even important. Joseph Campbell was a professor of literature. He, was, he studied comparative mythology and comparative literature. He was responsible for identifying the monomyth of the hero's journey studying mythologies from from all over the world. Now, the hero's journey is is probably a familiar term to a lot of you. And Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, would ultimately influence one of the greatest storytellers of our time, and that's George Lucas. It, this, the Hero with a Thousand Faces influenced uh, George Lucas to write Star Wars and Use the the pattern of the hero's journey to create Luke Skywalker, who is probably one of the most iconic characters of, of our time. Uh, when you when you think about it, you know when you step away from the mythology of it, you you see that we're you know you each one of us is the hero of our own story. You know each one of us will undertake. Uh, this journey at some point. Now, in the in a hero's journey, the hero will face 
adversity, temptation, will fail, will question. Uh, but, but the hero ultimately learns from their mistakes and they use that knowledge to uh, basically forge their destiny and ultimately complete the quest that was set before them. And that is us. That's our life. You know, we all have, we're all in our hero's journey right now. And what I want to do is share these pivotal moments in my own life where when I look back at my own hero's journey, uh, these moments that impacted me, uh, these moments that tried me, these moments that, that tested me and made me have to dig down and do some deep, deep searching. Now, where I'm going to start at is we're going to rewind a bit in my life to when I was about 26 years old. So I was 26, and I think like a lot of 20-somethings, especially in your late 20s, you know, if you haven't, you still feel kind of restless. Uh, I, I was there as well. You know, I, I felt that too, which is why I talk about, I've mentioned it on Instagram about why, you know, hey, you're in your 20s, you just, you got to give yourself a break because you're not going to have all the answers. You're not really supposed to. So I was 26. I, you know, I was working shit jobs. I think the last job I worked before I made the decision was I was working for this company called Scott's Lawn Services, lawn fertilization. It was, it was fucking, it sucked. You're handling, you know, hazardous chemicals. You have to get, I had to go get a certification through the state of Michigan where I lived at the time. You know, we work six days a week, 14, 15 hours a day. You know, you're wearing rubber gloves, rubber boots, pants, shirt and a hat, and it's in the middle of the summer. You know, I was so I just was not, I just, I felt off. I, I just didn't feel like I was at a point where I needed to be in my life, you know, dead in relationship, job, all that stuff. So when I started having the crazy idea of like, why don't I join the military? Again, that's right. So before I go further on that, we're going to go even further back in time to when I was 19. In the hero's journey, the hero will fail at some point and question themselves. For me, this was that moment. So I was 19. 9-11 was fresh in everyone's minds. So this would have been about 2002. At the time, I thought it'd be a great idea to join the army. Everyone told me not to do it, but I, I thought, you know, I know, I know what I'm doing. I'm 19 years old. I was in great shape. I was working out. I was very disciplined about it. So I thought that that would translate into being strong and everywhere else. So I joined, went to basic training at uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, because I signed up for the infantry. So I did the AIT, the advanced infantry training, which I think is 12 weeks long, which is, which is funny because Marine Corps boot camp is 12 weeks long, just the boot camp. 
But I think, at, I don't know if it's changed, but at, at the time, it was eight weeks of basic training and four weeks of advanced infantry training. So I join, and I do really well. Actually, I excel. Physically, I do really well on the PT tests, always uh, coming in high. And I had already cultivated a sense of discipline, and that took me far in that environment. Now, I don't know when this insidious voice started whispering in my ear to quit. Yes, is the... So, as I got closer and closer to graduating, completing all the hard stuff, I had a, a mental moment of weakness. And I just started convincing myself that I had to quit. And I... When I look back, I can't even say why. You know, I, I guess at the time, I realized I wasn't actually mentally prepared and I might have taken on something I wasn't ready to take on. In that moment, I, fe I, it, I felt incredibly insecure because up until that point, I figured I had this on lockdown. I was physically strong. I had cultivated discipline. But I let all this fear bombard me, you know, thinking too much about the negative. And that really put me in a bad spot mentally to where I ultimately fucking quit on myself. And I quit on those around me. I had a drill, uh, drill sergeant who told me that I regret it for the rest of my life. And you know what? He was right. And I took that to heart. I succumbed to my greatest moment of weakness in my life. And I felt like absolute shit. I felt ashamed. Uh, I felt very insecure about myself. And so I threw myself even more into just really physical endeavors, work and security, doing things that would make me feel like I wasn't a coward or something. I wasn't uh, a loser. I always felt like a phony. I always felt like I, I had I had failed myself and and at, at some future point I might do that again. And I I just struggled with that for a really long time. Now I share this with you because I've learned along the way that I don't know if you remember the movie Eight Mile with Eminem, right? At the end in the rap battle, he like rasp out everything, all the shit he's done and all his mistakes. You know, I learned over the years that when you when you are open with the mistakes you've made, there's just less things that will one hold you down or pin you back, but it's less things that somebody could use hurtfully against you. Right. So you're just unburdening yourself. So 19, I quit the army, right? Carried that burden for years, years and years, just felt, felt little and it definitely affected me. So now we're here. We are, I'm 26 years old and Still awesome shape, but now I'm at a point where I, I hate the fucking jobs I'm working. I, I'm just not happy. Girl I was with at the time wasn't happy. Nothing was happy. No one was happy. And I, you know, you knew it. You just felt it. And so, over that last year, for some reason, I started having thoughts of rectifying that wrong in my past, and seriously thinking about going back to the military and trying to, uh, I guess, redeem myself. I need. I need to. I need to do that. You know, I wanted, you know, initially I'd wanted to experience combat 
right? That was the whole point of me joining the army the first time. And I cowered away, I quit. And I, I just, I couldn't live with that. So, you know, I started thinking about, well, man, maybe I need to go and see if I can, I can join. You know, I, I had a general discharge. So from one pivotal decision when I was 19, that had, it had this, this lasting impact, this lasting ramification. And that was the first, I guess that was the first major test I felt like I dealt with. And I struggled with failing that test. But that would lead me to my second great quest and pivotal moment in my life. And that was to join the military. So it's kind of a funny story because initially my younger brother and I were supposed to join together. There's some program through the army. I went to the recruiter's office and I was supposed to meet an army recruiter. Well, the army recruiter never showed up. He was late. So I walked outside and I just, uh, I was waiting. It was in a, like a strip mall. So I was waiting outside. Out comes this Marine recruiter, Sergeant. We get to talking, tell him why I'm there. And then we get to talking about working out. And he begins talking about the Marine Corps and the benefits of joining. They basically get paid to work out, as he said it. But look, recruiters say all kinds of crazy shit. They just want you to join. But I already knew I was going to. Again, I had a, a wrong to right. And a few short weeks later, I was gone. Shipped off to Paris Island, South Carolina. And there is where everything changed. You know, Marine Corps boot camp is, is challenging. But when I went through that second time, when I went through it, I, I was in a different place, did well, excelled. And even within boot camp, there's these adversities you face. I remember I ended up getting bilateral fungal pneumonia in my lungs, and that's pneumonia in both lungs. And of course, I didn't find this out until the fucking gas chamber. So I had been feeling off for about a week, you know, and, and Marine Corps boot camp, you are running everywhere with a day pack and it's strapped tight against your chest. So anyone who's ever, you know, we just went through the big C and I think people can understand what, like having that kind of breathing problem, it, it can be suffocating and freak you out. So I was dealing with this for a good week. And then here comes the gas chamber and I'm already struggling to breathe. I'm, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, it was when it's when you do, you do the gas chamber and you do the, uh, the confidence blank from the top wall all the way down. Uh, so I go in and when you go in there, they pack you in, they're lighting off the, the CS gas canisters and they make you do exercises. You do an exercise, push-ups, jumping jacks. And I must've been displaying signs that they are <laughs> probably are used to seeing with someone who's about to freak the fuck out. And at, you know, you got to think at the time I was a pretty big guy, even, even though I lost a lot of weight 
in boot camp. I was, you know, I was 26. I was probably at that point about 180 pounds. And I started having trouble breathing. I could not breathe. So I somehow ended up with my mask off. So I'm in the gas chamber and I'm breathing in all this gas. Five, I'm trying to get out, but the drill instructors are holding me back. Five of them. It takes five drill instructors to keep me. And, and so I eventually just started breathing in all the fucking CS gas. You just, you know, and finally let me out with everyone else. So I, I passed, <laughs> but it fucked me up. So I went to go see the corpsman and uh, ended up getting diagnosed with bilateral pneumonia. But. I didn't fucking care. Luckily, my senior drill instructor, I don't know, he he was my age. So he he told me I wasn't getting dropped. I completed all my training, even though I was sick. I didn't lay in bed. I went on a, a run in the rain because one of the drill instructors very strongly guilted me into running. So that's this adversity, you know, all these things were these little tests that helped me recapture a lot of my self-doubts I'd had about myself up to that point. And, you know, going through that whole experience, I had this great respect for all these young cats who were joining. We had a kid who was 17 years old. He was a reservist, but incredibly young, you know, because at that age, I didn't have that type of mental fortitude. Apparently, I needed more time to, I don't know, harden myself, or maybe I needed to fail so miserably that I came back much stronger, that I came back and not only regained my own self-respect, but um, cultivated a very durable motivational mindset that never again would I fucking quit on myself. In episode zero, I posed the question, who am I and why should you listen to me? And really what it comes down to is, is that I am somebody who has failed and made terrible decisions. Now to some, it, it may not seem like a big deal to others. It is, you know, we all have our own personal journey that we will undertake some sort of pivotal moment, some a lot more extreme than others. So I'm not here to compare having it any easier or harder. But these moments here, two moments in my life, that sort of one in the beginning, the first trial I failed, and went back home and carried the burden for a little while and got called to the quest again. And that time overcame and moved forward. Some of us have to stumble before we move forward. You know, some of us have to learn lessons the hard way. But that is just, those are just the lessons of life. Ultimately, every, every decision I made, every lesson learned brought me to the place I am right now where that shit doesn't bother me anymore. I mean, it's in my past. Lessons were learned, growth occurred, wisdom achieved, and getting myself to a place where I will freely share these experiences that I've had, humiliating, humbling, but ultimately 
taught me to be more resilient, taught me to be more disciplined with the drive through with myself. And so there you have these few significant moments in my life. You know, it definitely makes me feel vulnerable to share them. But, you know, I, I figured someone out there has has quit on themselves before. Their sense of self-worth uh, might be at an all-time low because I, I know I was I was there. But also know that there's always a path back. There's always a way, and I, I say this often, as long as you are breathing and every day you wake up, there's a chance to be better than you were the day before. You know, it's not some cheesy mantra. I mean, you I guess it could be, but that is the reality. Every day, right, you're presented with choices you can make or not make. And when you don't make a choice, it forever shuts off the possibilities that choice would have brought. And then whatever choice you make then opens up all these other possibilities. And that brings us to the inevitable conclusion of episode one of the Heathen Machine Chronicles. I hope there's some takeaway for some of you, like not quitting on yourself. Follow through with the goals that you set for yourself. The sense of accomplishment from achieving your goals is an amazing feeling that you can build off of, that you can use to guide you further and further as you achieve more and more goals and as you continue moving forward. Okay, and now you know a whole lot about me, but that's okay. I hope you learned something, took something from it, and understand that failure is indeed a part of life, but failure doesn't have to define you as an individual. Remember that it's always about how you come back from these failures that build character and define who you are. Keep up with me over on Instagram at The Heathen Machine. Uh, stay up to date with The Heathen Machine Chronicles. You can find that where uh, wherever you can find podcasts. Right now, my goal is to release weekly episodes every Wednesday. And remember, failure doesn't define you. Failure is a chance to learn, regroup, and come back better and stronger. From deep in the Ozark foothills of Missouri, Heathen Machine, out. <laughs>